Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is God is watching over America. No question about that. But I'm going to show you God is watching over America to bring evil upon us as we have walked away from God. Now, I'm not one of these people that are going to get on here every day and say God spoke to me. From time to time, on great occasional uh, great occasions, he will speak. And if he doesn't speak, I am not going to tell you he spoke. Matter of fact, there are times when he spoke to me, of course, that doesn't relate to you, and I don't bring it to you. Okay, so I know a lot of people, that's their whole ministry I heard from God. Okay, but again, when he does, then I will bring that, and I will bring that accurately. So, this wasn't a dream. It wasn't a vision. I, I woke up in the middle of the night, and... Uh, I had trouble getting back to sleep, and so I was just laying there, and he's done this a few times before. So I'm laying there just trying to relax and trying to drift off back to sleep, and this started coming to me, and I began seeing And there's, there's another thing. I haven't, haven't finished the presentation on that. That's going to be more in, deta- in detail, and uh, boy, I'll have to be careful how I put that out. But anyway, he began explaining to me what is really going on at our borders, specifically the southern border. Now, I'm going to try to put it in the words, but but I'm going to have to spend the rest of the program explaining what I'm going to say. So basically what he's, he's doing, this is not the Biden administration that has opened up our borders. This is the hand of God. Now, of course, the Biden administration would do that and much more, whatever they can do to destroy this nation. But it really is the hand of God. Now, let me explain, and then we'll go into the rest of it. When, you know, Leslie and I used to be a tour guide going to Israel. We would take a group of Israel, a group of people to Israel, not on your regular, um, let's go look at this traditional site, and then let's go shopping. And then the tour host, the Israeli guide, would get a percentage of what the people bought at these various places. We don't do that kind of tour. When we take people on a tour uh, to Israel, we took them to see archaeological sites, and there was only once, maybe twice, in the 10-day tour that they would get to go shopping. In other words, this was not a shopping tour. Um, So I can tell you that Israel's enemy lives among them. They... It would be much easier if all of the Palestinians, which primarily that's, that's the word I'm going to use. It's not exactly totally accurate, but that's the word I'll use to explain the people that are their enemies. Okay, There's more to it than that. I understand that. And there's some Palestinians that are not their enemies. I understand that too. But it would be too complicated to try to explain it another way. So let's call their enemies the Palestinians. Not all Arabs are their enemies. Not all Muslims are their enemies. Okay, but I'm sorry, I'm, that's, that's the word I'll use, their enemies. If all of their enemies were in one area of the country and then all of the rest of the country had Jews in it, they wouldn't have such a problem. But that's not the way it works. You'll have a Jew living right next to a, an enemy. I'll put it that way. An enemy next to a Jew, next to an enemy, next to a Jew, next to an enemy. And there's a very difference, very big difference between the people. The Jews are very fastidious. They're very clean. Their house is very clean. Their clothes are clean. 
their businesses are clean. It's like in America. But then their enemies, <laughs> they literally open the window and dump their trash out the window. Uh, they, they don't have, they don't take it to the trash. They just dump it out on the lawn. Not, not all of them. You understand what I'm saying? But many of them. Their cars are dirty. Their bathrooms are filthy. It's like you feel like you're cleaner before you go into the bathtub at the hotel than when you come out. Their enemy is their next door neighbor. They have to work with them side by side. They live with them side by side. Their children play with your children. So the enemies in Israel are right there among them. Now, in America, it has been that we had, in the, the town that I grew up in, for example, we had the South Side. South Side was where all the poor folk, and that's where, of course, also most of the breaking of the laws, the evil people. In other words, there was a separation. That's the point I'm trying to say. So, Stan, what's the point? What, what did you get here? What I got is the opening of our borders, really going back several years, but especially the last couple of years, is really God bringing our enemies into our borders, into our neighborhoods, and they're going to start living among us. So today was the last day of my granddaughter's school, and she's in the first grade. So I was asked to go to have lunch with her at school. And I looked around, and probably, I would say, 10 15% of the school was other than white. And, and I'm not beating up on something that's other than white. What I'm trying to say is it's probably at least 80 85% white in there. They're folks, and I'm not saying the white ones are better, okay? I mean, I've met some bad white ones, and I've met some really good other, okay? Anything other than white, okay? Good people. But I turned to my daughter and I said, how long is it going to be before the migrants show up? See, they, they're not calling them illegal aliens anymore. They call them migrants or immigrants. No, they're not migrants. An, an immigrant or a migrant is referred to as someone that got there legally. These are people that have broken our laws and will probably continue to break our laws. I said, how long do you think it's going to be before they're going to be having migrants and immigrants or illegal aliens in the school system. She says, I don't know. And I said, I bet I know. My guess is by the time school starts next year, anywhere from 10 to 15, maybe even 20% of the people in the school are going to be migrants. They're not all going to be able to speak English, and if it was just Spanish coming in, that would be easier to deal with. But you're going to have Haitians, you're going to have Taiwanese, you're going to have 100 and 140 different countries coming into America. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to just dump them into the school system. They probably won't give the school system any more money. They'll just simply say, deal with it. I mean, I could bring up other articles, other videos where they've already started doing this in places like Chicago and places where they've been busing these migrants, illegal aliens in. In other words, God is, here's my point, God is bringing our enemies to live among us. They're not separating them out. They're not saying, okay, this city over here, this is migrant city. And we're not letting the migrants infiltrate in with the good Americans, the conservatives. No, 
They're bringing them in beside us. The same thing that has happened in Israel. When you turn away from your God, that's one, not all, but that's one of the curses that he brings among you. Now, let me show you what I'm talking about. First of all, this is the scripture. Daniel 9, 14. Therefore hath the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. In other words, he specifically brings evil upon that nation. Before I go into the rest of it, I want to remind you, click subscribe, click bell, and share this with your friends. Friday night, we have a Bible study, streaming, live streaming. Uh, you can ask questions, and there's the places where you can do it. Friday night, 6.30 to 8, and I just checked, and we have like, I don't know, about 1,500 people that watch the Bible study. I think that's real good for a Bible study. It's not just prophecy. We actually read and study the Bible. And I think that that's the most important thing that we can do to keep ourselves on the straight and narrow is read and study our Bible. Okay, let, now let's go on here. So, in short, my points are I'm trying to make here. The open borders are not migrants. They're not immigrants. They are illegal aliens. They have broken our law to enter, and they will continue to break our laws. You rest assured that many of them, now not all of them, I understand that. Some of them are actually good people. Some of them will probably start going to church. But it used to be the reason we had such open borders was to let people that were asylum seekers, well, asylum from what? Asylum from being persecuted as a Christian. Not asylum because you can't find a job. Not asylum because they let you out of prison, told you to go to America. Okay, supposed to be that because you were persecuted for being a Christian, we would let you in America. <laughs> That's not what it is now. Today, it's come one and come all because the Spirit of God is sending them to bring trouble upon our land. Today, what we're getting is not all of them, but many of them. You'll see, time will prove out to be, you mark this down, there'll be a time when I get on the program and I say, see, I told you. And this is what the Lord spoke to me last night. What is going to happen is what is coming in is murderers, rapists, gang members, thieves, a foreign army recruited to kill us. Let me show you what I mean. First, the scripture. Now, you can also find this in Leviticus 26, but almost word for word. Deuteronomy 28 says, But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, then it gives about 40. In the earlier verses, it gives about 10 blessings. First 10 verses are blessings if you follow it. But then there's about 40 verses of curses if you don't. It's a whole lot worse to fall away from God than it is to pull close to him. So let's examine some of them. Our open borders. You want to see a scripture on it where it says it's going to happen? Surely I will fill thee with men as with caterpillars. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. In other words, the people that are evil, that are coming into our nation, God is going to see to it that they get over us. In other words, they're going to become the mayors. They're going to become the presidents. They're going to become the owners of the businesses. And they are going to bring trouble to us. The debt ceiling. Right now, as I'm doing this, uh, what's Thursday at 343? There is not a consensus on a debt ceiling. Probably they will not be able to come up with a deal to raise the debt ceiling. Um, Trump has op openly said on CNN I don't think you should do it. I think you, he said either we fall now or we fall later. We just go ahead and fall now. So if they don't raise the debt ceiling, all of a sudden America could be in a lot of trouble. 
You recall that Shane Warren was told that uh, there will be people protesting. I mean, it was practically riots, practically civil war, and they held up signs that says, we want our entitlements. Well, that comes because they didn't raise the debt ceiling, so they have to stop paying everybody that is normally getting a check from the government because the government is then broke. That means the price of everything starts going up, and this wonderful little nation that we had two weeks earlier is now gone, and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And right now, you know, I try to talk to even some close people I know about what this debt ceiling can do. They don't get it. It could be a really, really bad thing. And as of this moment, they are not even close. So probably they're not going to get a deal done for the debt ceiling, and probably they will stop making payments to things like Social Security, uh, to food stamps. You know, all of the people that get a check from the government may be stopping. Let's go on. Also, COVID. Yeah, COVID is in the scriptures too. Deuteronomy 28.1. The Lord shall make the pestilence cleave to thee. 28.59. The Lord will make thy plagues wonderful of long continuance and sore sicknesses. All the diseases of Egypt which thou hast was afraid of, and they shall cleave to thee. Well... That's kind of happened. In other words, as we turn away from Jesus, these kind of things come upon us. What nation spends the most on health care? I actually looked that up, those very words. I Googled them, I searched them, and sure enough, United States, not just by a little bit, but as you can see the other nations, by a lot. We spend more on health care. In other words, oh, you might be saying, yeah, well, that's, that's because we have more money. That's because we have more doctors and hospitals. Well, that's a factor, I'll agree. But it also says that we're also very sick. Mad cow disease, on the rise. Thine ox shall be slain before thine eyes, and thou shalt not eat thereof. There's another one that says, and they shall slay all of her, I forget the word, bovine or something like that. There's another scripture that talks about that. Well, here's the article. I just pulled this off uh, as of yesterday. A typical case of mad cow disease detected in the U.S. Now, here, here's the skinny of it. My understanding on the mad cow disease is it comes upon a cow that has been fed cow. In other words, if they eat their own kind, if that's put into their feed, then it gives them this disease. Well, that would be a pretty good reason to kill a bunch of cows, but the, and it's, it's not contagious like a virus. But the problem is, if a human eats that cow, does the same thing to them, says right here in the last paragraph. Eating contaminated meat has been linked to a fatal condition called whatever you want to say it, otherwise known as subacute spongiform encephalopathy. Most people who develop this have died within a year. That's another a cow disease. So our cows are dying, in this case only one, but we also know from Coverstone's dream that they're going to be spraying. Well, they could easily put something in that spray that starts killing our cattle, starts killing our chickens, our horses, our food supply, okay? Wheat harvest. I could pull up the article. So about a year ago, I subscribed to the Kansas Wheat Harvest Tour. They took a tour. About 28 people uh, take a week. Now, I guess it's two weeks. And they drive, literally, drive across Kansas, stopping here and there, here and there, without any particular place. And they take samples of the wheat. And they test it for how much protein, how much uh, moisture is in it. Is there any disease and everything? Their 
official report is Kansas wheat is down 23%. I know you're thinking, so what? Well, the so what is Kansas is the number one wheat producer in the world, not just in the United States, in the world. And it is the primary source of all of the bread in America. Well, that just happens to be one of the prophecies out there that wheat imports would be stopped. Why? Well, maybe it's because the wheat gets some kind of a bug and they don't want to infest the other wheat. I don't know. I'm just saying it's part of the curses. Thou shalt carry much seed into the field, and thou shalt gather but little in, for the locust shall consume it. Or the botch, or the, who knows, the milder, who knows what it is. God, the hand of God can raise up a nation or tear down a nation. Food shortage. How many, we've got 14 prophecies saying a food shortage is coming. We don't have any prophecies saying train derailments, but I haven't counted it up, but I'm going to guess we probably had 12 to 15 train derailments. Why train derailments? Because that's what carries the food. That's what carries most of what we consume in America, not just food, but everything else, our cars. So you might be saying, well, why would a, tr- a company that owns the trains actually want to destroy their rail cars? You have to understand their objective is not to make money. <laughs> they got plenty of money. They own the print- printing press. These days, they don't have to print the money. It's just a matter of entering zeros into a computer. They got plenty of money. So would they destroy all of their trained rail cars? Absolutely. If that gets the Antichrist on the throne, they're willing to do anything to get him on the throne, including you and I. Deuteronomy 28, 63-3, And it shall come to pass, as the Lord rejoiced, rejoiced over you to do good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught. I know you've thought the same thing I've thought. You've seen the news, you've read the news, you've heard Prophecy Club, you hear all these things and say, you know what? There's so many things going wrong with this nation, it's falling apart from every direction. If you thought that, you would be correct. Because it is the hand of God that used to watch over America for blessing. Now he's watching over America to destroy her. Why? Because we've turned away from our God. My mom said... When she was growing up, and she grew up in, I think it was Gunnison, Colorado, and then later Washington State, she said that every every summer, for two weeks, they would have vacation Bible school. All of the children would go down to the public schoolhouse. They would all have, you know, cookies and Kool-Aid or whatever it was, something to drink, and everybody learned about Jesus. Every one of them, 100%, got saved, all of them. And she said there was not a person in the school that wasn't a Christian. As a matter of fact, the more you knew the Bible, the more popular you were. Now, can you imagine that today? But I'll tell you, that's what it would take. It would take some kind of a constitutional law that says from now on, the Bible has to be taught in the schools. Now, that would never pass today because the point is there's too much evil in our nation. That's the point. We know it would never pass because there's too much evil in our nation. Let's keep going. Adultery, rape. Deuteronomy 28.30, Thou shalt betroth a wife, and another man shall lie with her. What? Okay, so I did some looking. Wikipedia, I looked up list of serial killers by the number of victims. By the way, I looked up serial rapists. They pretty much like don't categorize that much. Pretty much, now, now when it comes to thieves, 
They do, but there's so many different categories because you're a thief. Because it's like, okay, if there's this many serial rapists, there's this many murderers, but there's this many thieves. I mean, you, I, I, I would spend two hours reading all the categories of a thief. But let me show you this. thought that was interesting. Luis Garavito. Now, this guy's from Colombia. And you may be saying, why are you telling me about a serial killer in Colombia? The point is, this is what's coming across our border. 140 different nations are coming across our border. They're not being vetted. Many of them are not even turning themselves in. They're sneaking in. They're called gotaways. Luis Alfredo Garavito, called The Beast, a Colombian serial killer and sex offender, pedophile and necrophile, he confessed to committing the rape, torture, mutilation, and murder of 147 minors, predominantly young men, boys in the western Colombian region. Gravidel was estimated to have raped and tortured a minimum of 200 minors before committing the rape, torture, mutilation, and murder of an additional, an additional, an additional 189 minors in Colombia. Now, further murders in Ecuador. This is what's coming across our border. Now, not all of them, and I know that, and you know that. But the point is, do you think some of them are this bad? Now, you may be saying, yeah, yeah, okay, so, you know, out of the 15 million people they estimate have come across the border in the last two years, how many do you think are Luis Gravatio? Would you say there's one in 15 million? Yeah, two, yeah. A whole slew of them, not as bad. But here's the point. If they are defunding the police, if the police are already overwhelmed and they can't even get to the things that are on their plate already, you let a bunch of these guys in and it takes a team of people. They will get a team. They'll get four, five, six, eight, ten people working full time, 40 hours a week. And some of the time it takes them 10, 15, 20 years to catch a guy like this. Well, what happens when you don't have the 10, 15, or 20 guys or ladies to put into the team and the 10, 15 years of research to catch a guy like this? It's not 200. It's not 300. Maybe it's 500. Maybe it's 1,000 people they rape, murder, mutilate, and kill. Pedro Lopez, child murder and rapist, known as the monster of the Andes. Lopez targeted young girls between the ages of 8 and 12. Arrested in 1980, convicted in 83 of killing three young girls, but claimed to have killed hundreds more. Oh, not to worry, he was released in the late 1990s. He's still out there. Javed Iqbal, if I'm saying his name correct, child murder and rapist known as Kirkri, uh, murdered exactly 100 children by strangling them. The judge who asked, you'll be strangled to death in front of your parents, in front of the parents whose children you killed, your body will then be cut into a hundred pieces and put in acid the same way you killed the children. But he died in custody before he could be executed. Mikhail Popkov, serial rapist. Now, by, oh, th this one, let's see, where, is it? Where, where, where was it from? I think this was Russia. This guy is definitely Russia. Nicknamed the Werewolf, who was active for two decades, 20 years, 22 murders, confessed to another 59, and had a total number of admitted victims of 83. Took him 20 years to catch him. The East Area Rapist, I remember that one. Maybe I should tell that story. So, let's see, what well, was it been about 1987. I was sent by my company at the time to go to 
what's the capital of California? I'm drawing a blank on it right now. Um, anyway, I was sent to that city. And uh, probably five minutes before we landed, the guy next to me turns to me and says, Hey, you heard about the East Area Rapist? No. Well, a guy breaks in in the middle of the night. He, uh, the, the husband wakes up with a flashlight and a knife in his face. He takes the husband into the kitchen, ties him up, hog ties him, stacks dishes all over him, tells him if he hears the dishes rattle, he kills his wife in the other room. So he takes his wife in the other room. He does anything he wants and everything he wants to do to the wife. And this is no five-minute thing. He spends a couple of hours with her, torments her. It's not just a rape. Now, they finally caught him. He turned up to be the Golden State Killer. Remember that? I'm not even going to cover that today. Daniel Caramongo Barbosa, a Colombian serial killer, raped and murdered at least 72. Let's keep going. Yang Jinghai, uh, Chinese, 67 murders, 23 rapes, sentenced to death, executed the monster killer. He is the most prolific known serial killer in all of China. You say, well, these guys are from Columbia. These guys are China. Yeah, but they may be some just like it, just walked across the border. They, and these folks aren't going to be living in migrant towns or immigrant towns. They're going to be going to school with your children, with your grandchildren. They're going to be working beside you, beside your wife. And you watch, watch. Within a year or two, these are the kind of things. And, of course, <laughs> You know, the news being so truthful and all, it might be that they don't even tell us when these things happen because, well, if they were a migrant, we don't want to put that on the news. Samuel Little, finally get to America, murdered 93 women, confirmed Little's involvement in at least 60 of the 93 confessed murders. Telling you, this is what's coming across our border. And I hadn't even scratched the surface. There's a lot more. Russians nuke America. Now here's where it's found in the scriptures. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies which the Lord shall send against thee. In hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and I want of all things. He shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck. In other words, this is after the Russians have attacked and defeated us. Shall bring a nation against thee from far in the end of the earth as swift as, swift as the eagle flies. A nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand like the Russians. A nation of fierce countenance, they shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favor to the young. He shall eat the fruit of thy cattle, thy high-fenced wall shall come down, thou shalt eat the fruit of thine own body, in other words, you will eat your sons and daughters, and it's the hand of God. But you go up and you try to tell somebody that's not going to church, you ought to go to church. Oh, no, no, no. And if they go to church, what kind of church you go to? Well, let's see. It's, they teach NIV. They believe in the, in the pre-trib rapture. And they, they're not really a church. They're a 501c3 government corporation. And, of course, they're not getting the truth. You try to invite them to a church where they get the truth, and they don't, don't want to hear the truth, which come, and, come to our Bible study Friday night, 630 Central. Okay, so here's the real reason why. Revelation 18, specifically the angel that spoke to Dimitri, named this entire chapter, saying this was spoken of America. After these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lightened with his glory. And he, I believe this is the angel over America. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen. 
has become the habitation of devils. In other words, this is a nation where devils live in the spirit and in the flesh. Habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit. People cuss, lie, just foul, dirty, homeless. Homeless doesn't necessarily mean they're evil, by the way. But, of course, as you know, many of them are. That's why they're homeless. And the hold of every foul spirit, the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Unclean and hateful. So many people so hate. Look, look at it. Like, if there's, if there's an abortion clinic and anybody touches that abortion clinic, they will crucify you. But if there is a pro-life clinic out there, it gets all kinds of broken into, firebomb, filthy words written on it because our nation is full of hate for Christ and love for the devil. For all nations are drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. That's why God is bringing this upon our nation. So when it says wine, wine is what Noah drank before he, his, his, his children had sinned against him. There's only seven, I believe, seven or eight verses that has anything about an apple. But there's like 280 verses that talks about wine, wine press, and almost every one of them is associated with evil. It's the Bible's way of saying sin. For all nations have drank the sin of America. That's the way we would say it. We're the nations that put out the filthy movies, put out the filthy magazines, put out the filthy music. We are the nation that the rest of the nations, like Pied Popper, have followed right into sin. Finally, come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and they receive not of her plagues. I do not think that now is the time for us to start leaving America. I will let you know, and I believe I, believe I know when it'll be, and we will make arrangements. I will let everybody know there will be a time, there will be mass ex- exit from America. Now is not the time. Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, you receive not of her plagues. Right now, it means stop sinning. Don't be a habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Come out. Be separate. Walk the straight and narrow. Today, we live in unsettling times. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do when food is no longer on the shelves? I'm Leslie, owner and founder of Joseph's Kitchen, and I want to show you how to make healthy, homemade, whole wheat bread for only a few hundred dollars a year. At Joseph's Kitchen, our ingredients have been packaged for immediate use or long-term storage. Go to josephskitchen.com or call the number on your screen to order today. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to josephskitchen.com now. Terry Saka, CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. The world seems to be falling apart financially. Why should they call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com today? Well, the FDIC insurance fund is now empty. Not only is it empty, it's at zero. So now all bank bailouts are going to have to come from taxpayers. This could result in trillions of new currency notes being printed. The more they print, the more inflation we're going to have, potentially hyperinflation, and we need to protect ourselves away from that dollar. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Go online or give them a call at 888-747-3309. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. You don't have to get anything today. Just give them a call and say, hey, here's my situation. What do you suggest? I am having another level two. 
Level 2 School of the Watchman's Conference, and I'm calling this a teacher's course. It's going to be September 15 and 16. You can go to prophecyclub.com, and it'll tell you all of the details about it. And it gives you all of the requirements. I'll let you read that online. However, the big question is, you're going to be saying, well, what's the difference between Level 1 and Level 2? Well, lots. Level 1 was primarily reading through most of the book of Revelation and teaching it. That's not be level two. Yes, we will do some reading. But this one is designed to make you a teacher of Bible prophecy, which, by the way, our office wants to know if you went through level one and if you have taught or have been invited to teach from the book of Revelation and you went through level one, send me an email. I'd like to know that. I know there's been at least one. I think there's two, maybe more. Anyway, I'd like to know. So level two is to teach you to the point to where you can be qualified to actually teach the book of Revelation. Now I'm going to tell you right up front, we're going to have a level three, God willing. And in that one, I'm going to require people to memorize the book of Revelation to come to level three. And so there's going to be one year's difference between level two and level three. It took me a year to memorize it. So I figure it'll take you a year to memorize it. Some of you may even faster. So go to prophecyclub.com and it'll give you all the details, tells you all about some of the difficult questions and things like that we're going to cover in level two. Level two is going to get you real close to being a, a qualified teacher of Revelation. But by the time you get through level three, having memorized the book, pastor's going to listen to you. And that's where we're going with it. 